morning. Welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church and also welcome to those following on the Facebook live stream this morning. Please stand if you're able and join in our hymn of commitment, I Need Thee Every Hour, and that's on page 428. of faith today is Psalm 40 verses 1 through 11 in the Pew Bibles Old Testament page 483 and we'll read that responsibly I waited patiently for the Lord he turned to me and heard my cry He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. The things you planned for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have 
Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, as you know, O Lord. I do not have any righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and salvation. I do not conceal your love and your love and faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. You may be seated. <clears throat> the announcements today from the back page of the bulletin. Sunday, January 22nd, baptism of Jack Parks. Beaverdale, Monday, January 16th, Bible study at 7 p.m. February 2nd, meeting with the DS at Dunlow at 6.30 p.m. In Dunlow, Tuesday, January 17th, Bible study at 1 p.m. upstairs. February 6th, meeting with the DS at 6.30 p.m. Charge, January 15th, recognition of church leaders. January 29th, anointing service. And Sunday, February 5th, Holy Communion. Any other announcements this morning? Okay, if there are none. If the children want to come forward for the children's message. Check these are out there. 
It's a poem where I'm a straight alarm. But new techniques. And I thought, you know what? In the Bible, you've all heard that story probably a hundred times. How Jesus said he's going to make his disciples fishers of men. Didn't mean they were taking a rod and bait. He was trying, and he was saying, hey, we need to try to be fishers of men. When we go out and try to bring Jesus to, or bring people to Jesus, just like a fisherman goes out and tries to catch fish, we're supposed to go out and try and bring people, catch people, for Jesus. Now, with fishing, you've got your rod, your bobber, your flies, all your other stuff. And you have to be prepared. You can't just go out there and say, okay, I'm just going to try. You've got to be prepared for that moment when you can kind of catch someone and reel them in, bring them in. And it's not like we're tricking people. It's just that we're showing them what great things are out there for Jesus. So we need to be prepared. We need to know. We don't need to know tons. We just need to, to be good people. We need to be able to talk to people. Hey, you know, come to church. Or when we see someone doing something mean to somebody, <coughs> we say, you know, don't do that. That's not nice. That hurts that person's feelings. That's the way to bring people to Jesus. And then if they say, yeah, what's it to you? Well, it's not what Jesus would want me to do. It's not what Jesus would do. So there's little ways to kind of bring people to Jesus through our actions, through our words, right? So no matter how big or how small you are, your actions and your words can make you fishers of men, can give you the opportunity to sort of show people that they want to come, let's say, on your fishing boat for Jesus. Should you worry about it now because you're just little, right? Should you really worry about that now or should you be prepared now too? Yeah, just like that fishing season is a long way off and we don't think we're ever going to need this right now. The time is going to come and you've got to be prepared. You've got to be ready. To tell your friend at lunch, hey, let's let Joey sit with us. That's what Jesus would do. Or helping mom or helping dad or maybe not giving in to the desire to want to fight with your brother, right? That's the kind of stuff that we can start preparing for now. Don't wait until you're older, because by the time you get older, then you're going to be saying, well, I'm not going to be here much longer anyway. You've always got to be ready to bring the people into Jesus, just like he said, we've got to be fishers of men. I guess maybe our fishing rod should be what we've got to wrap. Always be ready to fish for people, to be fishers of men, and bring them into Jesus. Let's say a little prayer. Dear Lord, help to remind us that we need to be constantly prepared to show others that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to have the knowledge. Help us that when we're put in those situations to show people what a great way it is to live in your life and what a great way it is to act the way you want us to act. Help us to be those people we are on earth. Make us fishers of men no matter what season it is. Amen. Don't take any chocolate. Take those lollipops. stand if you're able and join in the hymn of commitment just as I am the first four verses and that's on page 342
that we have any joys. Do I have any joys that's taken place within the last month? Because it's been a while that I've come out here to ask. Yes. Your grandma's birthday is today. Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. You're going to tell us how old she is? You don't even know. You don't even know. Well, congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Any other uh, joys? Joy, joy, joy. Nothing has happened joyful in your lives in the last month. Come on, people. Oh, there we go. My sister turned a big 5-0 yesterday. Oh, that, that's a good one to pull on your sister. She turned a big 5-0 yesterday. <laughs> that one turned 5-0 yesterday. Yeah. Well. See, when we turn 5-0, one of us is only a zero and one's five. Oh. Oh. Who's going to be the zero? Me. You. I'm the baby. You're the baby. That's right. Okay. I don't think it works that way. But, uh, but okay. Well, the big five-zero. All right. Just a number. Yeah, it's just a number. It was always a number to me until I got to the big seven-zero. Then, then things changed. Oh, here's a joy. I had, I had one. I went to see a diabetic doctor, an encronologist or whatever they call them. It's the first time I've been to one. I've never had the, uh, one specifically on uh, diabetes. And the first thing he said, he wanted to look at my stomach. So I pulled my shirt up, showed him my stomach. Where do you put your needles? I said, right in here. And he felt it. And he said, oh, don't do that. The insulin you're putting in doesn't work because it's going into some kind of muscle that's built up because I've done it for 20 years there. So now I have to do it on the sides or in my thighs or swallow. No, not swallow. But the, the, the lady who took my information uh, said that I was born on February the 6th, 1951. So I became 72 again. I haven't reached the mandatory age of retirement yet. I got another two or three weeks left. Uh, and I have to go in. She had my phone all set up to change, but then she asked the one question that I always do. I, I need the password. I'm going, what? The what? I didn't set this to start up with. I don't know anything about a password. So I'm still listed as born in 19, 1951. So I'm 72 now. Yeah. I wonder how long that'll last. Uh, how about concerns? Do we have any concerns? Yes? Um, Dalton will be starting to raise his money for cancer, but unfortunately it'll be the last year he's raising it because the lady's in stage four cancer that runs it. So if anyone would like to give this year and help raise. And how do we give? You can just give it to us. Just give it to you? Okay. For Patty, she had another problem vertigo this week. Oh, that vertigo. Oh, I know that. I never had that until I moved out here. <laughs> then all of a sudden I had vertigo. Explain that to me. Yes, the 50 year old lady in the back. <laughs> A full body scan. What for? To see if her cancer is gone. Oh. Thomas. Your yeah. friend, son Thomas. What, what happened? He's still the same with his medical problem. He fell down for He did no broken bones, but he's got black and blue and all that. Any more? Concerns? 
while we listen to Samuel Barber's Adagio in Strings. Did anybody watch the, any part of uh, the, the Pope's funeral? Because I guarantee you heard this doing something. They did it with Pope Paul, Paul the Sixth, the Fifth, whatever he was, the one from Poland. And uh, I bet you they, they do it with uh, Benedict. I think he took the, the, the Pope from Poland's place. He was voted on. Now we have whatever his name is. No more, no more concerns? That's it. Well, let us enter into our atmosphere of prayer as we raise our voices up to God Almighty. Almighty God, your blessed Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Mercifully give us faith to perceive that according to his promise, he abides with his church on earth, even to the end of the world. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before. We offer prayers for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for law enforcement, military, especially our own second lieutenant, Carl Smith. We pray for health workers and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. And we ask for your forgiveness for our waywardness throughout this, uh, uh, throughout this week. We thank you for extending that grace to us. And we pray for those people who are unsaved, uh, non-believers, unbelievers. We pray that the, they, they come to realize the wrongness of their ways and they, they come to you. Uh, all they, they just ask for forgiveness and you'll give it to them. There's no problem uh, uh, with that. So they can lead a, uh, a good life in, the, uh, in, the, in, in eternity. We pray for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. We pray for Marilyn Shepherd. Uh, her mother had passed, passed away. We pray for her during her time of, uh, of uh, grieving. We pray for uh, Patty. We pray for the women who uh, have unfortunately have stage four uh, cancer. Uh, we pray for Lisa, and we offer prayers for, uh, for Tom. And we pray for the people who out in California who are uh, having uh, great difficulties because of the, uh, the rain that they're, uh, they're receiving there. A lot of people have been displaced. Some people have lost their lives because of the uh, storms that they're, they're having out there. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the people's mind while we were praying, let them say those names out loud now.
You've heard the names that come from the, the, the hearts of the people here this morning, dear Lord. We, ask, we, pray for, we pray for them, and we know that you will uh, respond and uh, provide them with, uh, with answers. We thank you for all this, dear Lord. Now let us bring to a close our prayer time by closing the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would our ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. accept these tithes and gifts and offerings that are being presented to you by these two young people. We thank you for them and we thank you that you're, uh, this is allowed. And we, we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. And we all said together, Amen. Thank you, boys. Take your time. Please be seated. Dear friends, you have been called by God and chosen by the people of God for leadership in this church. This mystery is a blessing and a serious responsibility. It recognizes your special gifts and calls you to work among us and for us. We, in love, we thank you for accepting your obligation and challenge you to offer your best to the Lord, to these people, and to our ministry in the world. Live a life in Christ and make him known in your witness and your work. Would all those people who have a leadership position please stand and don't be embarrassed? 
because I'll call on you and have you stand. There's one over there. There's one there. There's one there. There's one there. There's one. 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 Uh, we have one over here. Dan Duan. Uh, we have some others. Okay. Today we install these people. There's more than this. Into the leadership roles of the Sydney United Methodist Church. I have a couple questions to ask you. Do you this day acknowledge yourself a faithful discipline of Jesus Christ? Your response is, I do. Will you devote yourself to the service of God in the world? I will. Will you so live that you enable this church to be a people of love and peace? I will. Will you do all in your power to be responsible to the task for which you have been given? I will. Please be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, pour out your blessings upon these, your servants, who have been given particular ministries in your church. Grant them grace to give themselves wholeheartedly in your service. Keep before them the example of our Lord, who did not think first of himself, but gave himself for us all. Let them share his ministry and consecration, that they may enter into his joy. Guide them in their work. Reward their faithfulness with the knowledge that through them your purposes are accomplished. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now this is to the rest of the congregation. Dear friends, rejoice that God provides laborers for the vineyards. I have a question to ask you. Will you do all you can to assist and encourage your friends in the responsibilities to which they have been called? Giving them your cooperation, your counsel, and your progress. And your response by saying, we will. Once again, we thank those people who have uh, taken on these uh, positions, uh, willingly or unwillingly. Uh, we thank you for, uh, they're, they're very vital in the uh, continuation and with the running of the, uh, uh, of the church. Thank you. Okay, our, our, our uh, lectionary reading from today is from an Old Testament reading from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 49, 1 through 7. 1 through 7? Right. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant. Israel, in whom I will, display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring back Jacob back to him, to bring Jacob back to him, and gather Israel to himself, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, The Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, 
to whom you are despised and abhorred by the nation, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see you and stand up. Princes will see and bow down. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this particular message is called, is called the one and only true superhero. And many of you know these names. Some of you probably never heard of these people. Gene Autry, Hopalong Cassidy, The Lone Ranger, Roy Rogers, Gail Evans, Matt Dillon, Lucas McCain, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man. Some of us may have lived a while under the influence of these superheroes. I know Saturday night was to, to watch, uh, I forget what was on at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock was uh, uh, Gunsmoke and 10 o'clock was Paladin. Then it was off bed. I take my bath before that and come out in my pajamas and watch it. And my father and I never saw a rerun of MacDill, Gunsmoke. My mother would say, that's a rerun. And Dad and I said, we've never seen that before. We seem to be always looking for somebody to look up to, to admire, and copy their lives. Then as we get a little older, our heroes become not characters, but real people. Society has its own heroes. Once they become a hero of society, society does all it can do to pull them down off of the pedestal. That society put them on in the first place. We see it in the news all the time. The only people who remain on their pedestal are not those that have been placed there by society, but those who remain have been placed there by their creator, God. And the only one on the highest pedal all by himself is Jesus Christ. This is the one and only true superhero. Hopefully we have learned that we should have and will ever need. This is the one, the only one we should be using as an example of how to live our lives. As a servant of God, we receive a call that's suited just for us. Each one of you have been called by God and have your own for a particular reason. You may not know what the, what the reason is yet. It, it took me many, many years to... Uh, I just thought about this the other day. I was uh, in music, hearing, and I was into photography, seeing. Uh, I was never into tasting because I have to be careful with what I, what I eat. And I don't have a good sense of, of touch. But I was into hearing and seeing. And I often wondered, was I not hearing, even though I was in music and my ears were towards it, uh, uh, was I not listening to God calling me? Was that the first time he called me when I was playing uh, Ave Maria at a, at a child's funeral? And he said, come back. And I came back. And here I am today, 14 years 14 years uh, uh, later. But was, was I missing him calling me beforehand? Because I never had him on my mind. Never. Or never had, had doing this, what I'm doing now, on my mind. Never. Never, 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 never. But through that process of music, third, third, well, it was more than 30 years, about 50 years, uh, and then uh, to hearing, 
I listen closely now to people talking when we have casual conversations, what they say to me and uh, uh, to see if I can find anything, you know, that they're suffering from uh, in the background. And the seeing, seeing. I try to uh, uh, watch people to see if uh, they're showing any signs of uh, where I may need, I, I, they may need my help. I don't, I, I don't know. But it, it's taken, depending on what doctor you're talking to, it takes 72 or 74 years for me to get to that, that point. Nobody else has the calling that you have, that you've received. Nobody else. It's uniquely yours. Uniquely yours. The first thing that happens after we receive our call is that God equips us with whatever is needed for the task he is expecting us to do. I don't know whether he called me when I, start, I first started my music career and I wasn't listening because by then I had, I had the traits, I had the qualities that I needed to do what I'm doing now. Preaching. Even when I was teaching music. It was like, yeah, you're, 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 teaching, you're teaching music. And somebody said, don't you think you're doing something useful? And I told him, no. Now I do. Now I feel like I'm doing, doing, doing something uh, uh, useful. I would approach teaching music in the class the way I'm approaching speaking the word of God to you, to you now. But I learned long ago that in order to speak the words of God, I have to have them written down. If you talk to me outside of when well, I'm not in my robe uh, and I'm not standing up here as your pastor, uh, you may hear me talking differently. Like I, like I am now. Write people on the internet, send in a comment. Uh, no, they won't do that. Okay, so he gives you what the, what the qualities you need. And then finally he gives you the confidence needed to carry out your call. I got my confidence through music. Through standing up in front of people and playing and fighting odds about the, you know, they didn't want music lessons. They don't want kids taken out of their class for music lessons and having to fight with the, with the teachers, but the principal was always on my side, so I always won. So I always went into the room with that confidence. I don't care what you're going to say. The principal will come in here and take that kid out and ask you, I'll see you after school. We will not be asked to do anything that we are not fully equipped for. So if you're not, if you're not equipped to, uh, uh, to get in front of people and talk, he's not, he's not going to ask you to get in front of people and talk. He'll ask you to do other things, to serve on the committees that we just uh, uh, recognize the leaders. That's a ministry. That's a call from, from God. To be a parent. That's a call from God. Because most of you are parents. And grandparents. Do we have any great-grandparents? Great-grandparents? Is that the only one? One great-grandmother? You have great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids, don't you? <laughs> All right, so we got, uh, we got uh, uh, two. And then uh, go on and on and on. Many Christians never know the power of God, even though they call themselves Christian. They never know because they, are never, they never take on anything new. 
It was new to take, to take on, not this position, but a position of a pastor. And it was certainly new to move all the way out here into the middle of nowhere. Oh, you laugh, but what's, where, what's in Dunlow? When the trash people come by on Thursday, that's it. Unless they're hanging out at the bar. That's all that takes place in, the, in, in Dunlow. I mean, there's nothing there. People don't drive to Dunlow unless they live in Dunlow. Oh, okay, well, stop talking about Dunlow. The internet, you know. They never take on anything that is beyond their abilities, giving God the chance to reveal his power within them. Without adventuring out of our comfort zone, God's power is never revealed to us. God's will will be done and be so far-reaching that it will reach to the ends of the earth. The servant of the Lord will give his life so that God's people may be restored into his fellowship and his service. This servant has no doubt about his call. They're talking to Isaiah. He has been called from the womb and is perfectly suited for whatever task God may have for him. Are you trying to wake him up? How's he going to sleep on you? He will accomplish exactly what God wants at the appointed time. God choosing an equipment of an individual is a theme in Scripture. Paul's calling in Galatians 1, 15-16, But when God, who had sent me apart before I was born, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his Son to me, so that I might proclaim him among the Gentiles, I did not confer with any human being. That's Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. In Jeremiah, back to the Old Testament, chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah did not want to become a, a, a prophet. But he had no choice in the matter. God called him, so he went and did it. He preached to the nations. In both cases, God prepared these individuals and equipped them with the gifts needed to carry out his plan. Here is the one who will speak with authority on behalf of the one who created the heavens and the earth, the seas and all that dwells within. The servant comes to open the door of salvation for those to whom it has been closed. This shows that God has in the store a greater destiny for humanity, more than they could ever have imagined. There are many things that are calling us today. Some of these things will be answered, but some will not even be heard. The call of God is the expression of God's nature, not yours. The call of God is not a reflection of our nature. Our personal desires and temperament are of no consideration. What you want to, what you want to do, what a picture that makes there. 
But oh, what a picture. It's a shame we can't get that on the internet. As long as we dwell on our own qualities and traits and think about what we are suited for, we will never hear the call of God. Isaiah was so attuned to God that the call of God penetrated his soul. The majority of us can't hear anything but ourselves. We need to make a change in order to be brought to the place where we can hear the call of God because he is the one and only true superhero. Before I became a pastor, my mother, she was getting up there in her 80s or so, she said, what, what is God waiting for? I'm ready to go. Gee, there's nothing I can do down here. And then when I became a pastor, I, I can remember I was at the YMCA in Greensburg. It's like, what can I say to my mother? And finally it came to me. I said, Mom, maybe God is waiting for you to come someplace, to get to where he will take you. You're here waiting for him to come to you. Maybe he's waiting for you to come to him. Now, I forget when I told her that, but a few months later, she did, she did pass away. Could have been a few years. I don't, I, I don't remember when I said that to her. But I thought it was a, a point to make. Even for all of us, we might spend time waiting for God to come to us. Maybe God is waiting for us to go to him. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. So let's pray. God, we ask that our minds, our ears, and our spirits be open enough so that when, we are call, when our call comes, we are able to receive it. Let us tune out the noise from the world so that we have the inner peace to hear your call. Then, O oh Lord, let us obediently follow that call. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of commitment. Notice that all the hymns today were hymns of commitment. Have thy own way, Lord. Number 371 in the hymnal. Please stand.
When you are answering your call, may you do so with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Let's do that again. And all God's children shouted, Amen. That's better. There you go. Thank you.